Channel F, the one with all the fun. The Fairchild Video Entertainment System at your larger JCPenney. The home entertainment system that never gets old. Plug in a new video card and change the fun. running and i've got my new uh, online one running right now what was it that happened the first time it just corrupted the file it recorded yeah but it wouldn't do anything with the file it, it had a link but it said bad data uh. i couldn't get it to play whatsoever i did all kinds of stuff to it just, just <clears throat> corrupted oh well Almost yeah I, I tell you what's funny is uh you know ian Gubert. He's tried to do a podcast a couple times and multiple occasions. He gets like 30, 40 minutes into it. Oh, I'm not recording. We need to start back over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I tell you what, man, having two studio recording has saved our ass a couple of times. Uh, yeah, it's you definitely need to do that. Have a backup recorder just in case. Smart thing to do. So, we're going to be talking about video cart number 21, bowling. Strike! Strike! Awesome. But before we get to that, what have you been up to lately? So, this morning, my cat wakes me up, right? Yeah. And he's like, he has this thing, but he's a weird cat. He he was a formal uh, feral cat, right? Right. And he's very sort of standoffish, but here's the weird deal. He, like, upstairs, he doesn't purr, he... Barely squeaks, but, you know, he's friendly. On the bottom floor, he's more vo vocal and all that. You get him in the basement, he doesn't shut up. And he sits there and he's like, he <laughs> shakes his tail and dances around. And then he, like, drags me here into the studio, right? Yeah. And what he wants me to do is he wants me to sit down in a chair and put my feet up on the console so he can hop in my lap. And he sits there and, you know, does the biscuit-making thing and just starts purring. My yeah. wife never heard this cat purr. Wow. Yeah. So he comes and gets me this morning, like, attention time, right? And I love hanging out with Fuzz. He's cool. Um, so I did that, and it wasn't too terribly hot yet. So I said, you know what? I'm going for a drive. So I took one of the cars out, went for a drive, you know, came back, put it in the garage. I thought, you know what? That was fun. So I took one of the other cars out for a drive, just, <laughs> you know, uh, just, you know, turning gas into noise, having a good time, you know, and then head out to the airport and managed to get uh, – about nine very productive hours in uh, wow. on the Cub, you know. Awesome. Made a lot of progress, so tomorrow I can start the next big part of the process, you know. Um, came back here, poured myself a double Maker's Mark, and uh, uh, it, one of those days where just kind of everything, uh, you know, works out. Fell into place. And here we are recording, right? Yeah. So, so how, how was Gabe on? How, my game on? How was the Expo? All right, so yeah, uh, uh, we um, went over to England, and we do that frequently. You know, there's a lot of good expos over there, mm -hmm. and we were at. Um, I, I keep wanting to say <coughs> Wolverhampton. It's not Wolverhampton. It's a place called Wassail, and it's funny because 
expos are held in places where there's cheap um, expo space, right? Right. So they're not necessarily the best places. Like, for example, Black. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the hotel that, that, it, the, that the expo's at in Blackpool is unfit for human habitation. I mean, <laughs> I literally got there once. I'm like, nope, checking out. Nope. And uh, it, it, it was horrific, you know. Um, they have a sofa. And this is, like, in their main lobby that looks like something that is thrown out after somebody else got it from someone else's trash a couple of years before. Oh, I mean, it's, oh, it's horrible. Um, and then uh, uh, the other place is Wolverhampton, which is a, you know, in former industrial area in some state of decline. And, uh, you know, then, of course, well, sales not exactly, you know, the best of England. What's great is that, you know, we go to all these places. Like we went to Bolton, beautiful place. We saw the, saw the steam museum and all. Ooh. And, you know, we're tooling around the English countryside. Just lovely place, man. You go to, you know... Uh, uh, you know, don't believe anything you hear about English food. English food's great, man. You know, best breakfast in the world is in England. So, you know, we go out and we just have this great old time. And then we go to the expo and it's kind of like, all right, lock the door, kids. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, it was one of those, uh, 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 you know, I was talking to a friend at work. She's from um, Cardiff, you know. And she's like, oh, you headed back over to the UK again. She's Cardiff in the UK. I said, yeah, I'm headed back over actually uh, next week. You know, she goes, oh, where are you going? I was like, well, Sal. She's like, what is it with you and, like, Blackpool, Wolverhampton? I said, I have a thing for areas in decline. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, I hope that you don't get the impression that all of England is like that. I said, of course not. I've been all over England. Lovely country. But just like our, you know, what, we got Detroit. We got Pittsburgh. We got, you know. Um <laughs> So yeah, you know, they're, 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 you know, we have our own crap holes on an epic scale, you know. Oh yeah. And um, but no, no, the expo itself was wonderful. Uh, we exhibited all of our new games. Well, you know, of course we have CG Adventures always, and uh, then um, the uh, uh, Arm Breaker, which we told the story about how yes. you know that came out. And then Toothcracker. Did did I tell you the story about that one? Yes. Okay, so we had those games up and running. Um, you know, played a lot of pinball. Just had a great old time. You know. And, uh, you know, met, you know, of course, you know, some of the UK, you know, gaming celebs and all, you know, designers. And they're very accessible over there, you know. Um, and, you know, of course, one of them is on our show, you know, Simon Butler. Yes. Um, but, yeah, we had a great expo. It was funny is, is Dave asked me, um, he said, hey, guy, you bring your, your replica Coleco Chameleon. And I said, well, does anybody over there really know it, you know? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, j just bring it, right? And, uh, which is kind of funny because, you know, uh, uh, last time I was over in, in, in Germany and France, I asked a couple game store owners, I said, Hey, did you hear about this thing? Whatever. They're like, Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, so we, 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 I brought over the, the chameleon replica, the toy fair prototype replica, the first toy you know, yes. fake prototype number two. Yes. Um, and I, you know, just put it out there on the desk and, and Mike made up this great sign that, you know, had the, 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 what it was and all Every person came over and were like, oh, my God, it's here. And people like tweeting and texting and all that. And uh, oh, it's funny shit because everybody knew something about it. A lot of people knew a lot of the story. Yeah. Some people knew some of the story, you know, but but everybody knew something. And it was just so funny that the questions they asked and, and all. And, uh, you know, so we told like sort of the history of the, the you know, the scam and all that. And uh they were just, you know, amazed to like actually see the thing there in England, you know. Oh, um, funny. Yeah, so you know, good time, man. Um, a lot of uh, uh, 
you know, hitting the pub and all that and um, wonderful time. And then um, came back from that and I had another gaming thing going on. I do like, you know, I do the arcade parties of which I have one coming up reasonably soon. Yep. And uh, I also started doing like bar nights, you know, so I'll just have folks over and, you know, we do like a bar night. We just, you know, you know, we play cards against humanity or never, ever have I ever. And, you know, urban dictionary and we, you know, sit around and talk shit and drink beer and play games, mainly in, in the barcade in the basement, you know. And uh, I had some friends over that I work with, and they're from France, you know. Um, and, you know, they just moved here about a month ago for like the next two years while we do what we're, we're, we're working on. And, uh, you know, in, in Europe, especially in France and like in the con area, you have a small apartment. You just don't see big houses unless you're multi, multi, multi millionaire. So, you know, having like a collection like, like I've got is something they've never heard of. They have no clue. It's like it doesn't exist in the world. You know, there are a few like amusement centers like on the promenade and con and all that where you might have like, you know, a couple of pinball machines or, you know, they, they had some arcades, you know, growing up. So, mm-hmm. you know, but they've never seen anything on that scale, you know. So it was it was funny just, you know, uh, uh uh, you know, cause we've known each other for quite some time. I've been, you know, over, you know, visit them and, you know, we've hung out in all different places, but they hadn't been out to my house yet. So watching them walk through the door and just like, Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 but, um, uh, yeah, you know, we just had a great gaming night, man. People were, uh, you know, playing skee ball and, you know, uh, um, ice cold beer and all that. And, uh, you know, uh, a friend of mine that was uh, uh, went in the Marine Corps, and, and he's a pilot for them. He brought over two guys that he flies with, and uh, we we're exchanging stories about this guy, and uh, you know, just pure shit talking for for hours. You know, um, just had a great time, man. Had a great time. So, um, did you see any uh, grandstand stuff over there, Channel F? You know what? Not, not a really? mostly. Um, the predominantly was a lot of NES stuff, a um, little bit of Atari stuff, a whole lot of, you know, the specy stuff and all that. Um, I kept my eyes peeled for anything interesting. And there were some like, you know, Atari cart label variants and stuff that I thought were pretty cool, but it's all in PAL. So, you know, what am I going to do with it? You know? Yeah. Um, well, definitely keep your eye peeled for uh, super blockbuster for the microvision. That was only available in Europe. Oh, I can I can uh, get I can get a hold of that pretty easy, no problem. Oh. Um, there's uh, I got you know plenty of uh, folks over in uh, Germany and France and all that we can we can hit up and uh, get yes. a hold of that. We're gonna need that for the podcast. Of course, yeah. So, oh man, that's my busy ass. Uh, what have you been up to, man? I have been traveling all over the freaking countryside. For usual, for, yeah, for usual. But I've been able to visit a few stores, you know. I've visited a few game stores, like up in Milwaukee and Detroit, and some other places. And didn't really see a whole lot of Channel F stuff. I I barely, rarely will see Channel F stuff out in the wild. But I visited Josh Kenrick uh, this week, and he recently found a complete in box. Well, it wasn't complete; it was missing the controllers. A Fairchild Channel F System Two. That was uh, in the box, and everything worked. You just had to find yeah, some controllers for it. That. He put some up on uh, Facebook, I think. Yeah, uh, the, the ones box. he put up on Facebook, those were the Zircon video commands were made for the Atari 2600 and stuff. But he actually found a set of uh, System 2 controllers, which was very lucky. Those are hard to come by. Right. 
That is a cool find. Yeah, Josh, uh, he, you know, he was the subject of one of our shows, you know, where uh, I was doing an arcade party and he drove all the way from Ohio to come to the party. Yes. And I asked, I said, you drove all the way from freaking Ohio to go to an arcade party. And he says, there's nothing to do in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man. So how's he doing? I mean, I, I talk to him, you know, frequently, but not, you know, in person. I mean, he uh, he's doing good career wise and everything. I mean. Yes, he's doing very well career-wise. Everything's falling into place with him. So, yeah, he's he's doing really well. He's a smart dude. He, um, Oh, yeah. You know, so I, I predict great things from him. Oh. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was cool having him down. Him and his wife are real fun people. Oh, yeah. So, we're talking about bowling. Do you have any... Did you, did you bowl or do you still... Have you bowled or... You know, it's funny. I, uh... I think every person alive has been bowling at some point, you know. Um, I, 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 I'm not good at it. It's a sport, so I'm not good at it. But it's perhaps maybe the only, other than ski ball, the only ball sport that doesn't annoy the shit out of me by its very presence. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, like football, baseball, uh, soccer. I, I mean, I cannot change the channel fast enough if I see that stuff, you know. I just am not a sports ball person at all. And uh, for some reason, bowling, maybe because it's, you know, I don't know, the, the carnage or the, the, the noise or whatever. It's kind of cool, you know. And plus, bowling alleys tended to have coin-op stuff, you know. Yeah, um, that's where I played Space Invaders. Was that a bowling alley? Yeah, there's a bowling alley in our town. And they had, you know, uh, maybe a dozen games. You know, it wasn't like the skating rink that had, like, you know, the Master Collection. But it was a, a pretty good, um, pretty good selection of games. Uh, Forgotten Realms and uh, a couple other of those, you know, late '80s really cool shooters were there. Um, Power Drift, you know, I played that there. And I have actually, I haven't been bowling in a very long time. I, I was actually, it's funny enough, just thinking about going. Um, there's a place. It's a uh, uh, what's it called? Something. Um, anyway, it's a very modern bowling alley. It's not like the old, you know brunswick you know smelly shoe kind of place mm -hmm. they have like you know all like the pins are illuminated or animated and and you know the the the, the it's got like a full service of king pants that's the name of it and it's like uh a super you know fancy modern futuristic kind of bowling alley and they got some coin off and now so i was actually thinking about going with a friend of mine sometime reasonably soon um but yeah i i, I do like bowling bowling's kind of cool Oh, I love bowling. I, I grew up at a bowling alley. My mom was on a, a bowling league, and every Wednesday night, uh, they would bowl. So Wednesday evenings, I would hang out at the bowling alley, you know, do my homework for school and stuff, and watch my mom bowl. Then when I got old enough, I joined a junior league, and I started bowling. I bowled all the way up until uh, I discovered girls in cars, and that after that, it was over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those do get in your way. <laughs> they got in the um, way. But no, you know, actually bowling is supposed to be a pretty good date, you know. Um, well, so, my wife loves bowling. That's one of the things we used to do when we first started dating. Yeah, I, you know, uh, like I said, I got to get out and check out Kingpins. I've heard really good things. And, you know, another thing is like golf. I'm not a golfer. But... Uh, I played it a little bit when I was in uh, in college, but no, I'm, I'm not real big on it either. See, everybody I know is like a golf fanatic. I, I I don't know. I don't think I have one friend. Maybe maybe, well, okay, 
in a local area, not one friend that isn't a golf fanatic. It, it's just the thing, you know. The thing. And, yeah, you know. But there's this place called Top Golf that's near where I uh, where I work, and I've been wanting to go to this place forever. They have like, uh, um, like like I don't know how to explain this place. It's like four or five stories tall, mm-hmm. and there's just rows of driving, you know, like stations. Right? Mm-hmm. There's like a full service bar. There's a coin op. There's an indoor parachute place. You know? Wow. And yeah, you know, so like you go up on this thing, and I can see it from the highways I drive by. And they have like different targets, and they're like illuminated from like underneath, so it looks like a ginormous pinball machine. Oh, and wow. yeah, and it like it has like RFID tags on your ball and everything, so it knows exactly what you hit and where it landed and all. <laughs> uh, and look, I, I'm so talentless when it comes to golf. I you know because we have like a you know a couple clubs and tees and all that stuff like outside of work, like you know people go out there and just hit balls, and I will put the ball on the. Uh, and you'll hear like <laughs> clink, and it goes twenty foot. You know, I suck, but um, I'm gonna go to this place just because it looks, you know, like a giant pinball machine for golf. You know, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, bowling technology has come a long way, but you know, back in the day, you know, in the in the you know that sort of late '70s '80s era, um, it was just you know good old fashioned bowling. You know, I remember like they would inflate like uh, those gutter fillers for kids or whatever, and um, you know, that, that, but yeah, it was just something cool about bowling. I tried to get good at it for a while. Not, you know, I didn't bowl competitively, whatever, but I thought, you know what, this is a, a sport that I can manage, you know, let me try this. And I never could get good, you know, just kind of mediocre at best, but a lot of fun. And, and, you know, like with many things, the idea of turning something, you know, that you did now it's on TV and you're in control uh, was a magic that I think this game captured very well on the Fairchild Channel F. Oh, heck yeah. I, I think they captured the game quite well on the Channel F. Uh, it does have four different modes of play, which basically controls the speed of the ball, how fastly it bounces back and forth at the bottom of the screen. So you gotta you got to depress the controller at the right time to launch the ball up to the screen. And then while it's going up the screen, if you angle, if you hit the joystick right or left, you can actually put a curve on the ball to try to get a strike or a spare or whatever like that. That was an interesting play choice to make it actually sort of pan back and forth and then you launch it at a certain moment. Um, But I guess given the, you know, if they had done like a forward motion and, you know, how do you release it, you know, if you're pushing forward and, you know, so I think they kind of had to do something there, but it was an interesting choice that they chose that, you know. Um, one of the th- things I like about it is, you know, you know, like yourself, being very mechanic-minded, um, I was as fascinated by what was going on inside the bowling machine under the lane as I was the game. You know? <laughs> yes, the mechanics of it, yes. Oh, and you would see, like, the ball come up the tunnel on an elevator yep. and all that, you, you know, staring down a hole, you know. Um and the, uh, uh, you know, of course, the whole pin resetting mechanism. I just wanted to get back behind her and have a look at it, you know. Well, um, with my mom at her, the place where she had her leagues, I became really good friends with the guy that was the maintenance guy there. And he used to take me in the back and show me all the different mechanisms and, and how the ball comes through and how the pins reset. It is amazing what's back behind that wall. Oh, yeah. I've seen like, you know, on TV, but I've never seen it in person. It looks like something I would just love to screw with. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, what I found neat about it is in the opening bit of the game, 
the first thing they have to do, the ball do, is sort of come travel up the side of the lane. And then yeah. they, they didn't have to do that. That was huh. somebody that said, you know what? Part of the bowling experience is the, you know, hidden transportation of the ball. You know, it, it just yes. sort of comes up and appears in that little circle or whatever they're doing, you know. And uh, they capture that in here. They actually have the ball come, you know, up to you and then you're bowling. And it, it's a small thing. But it makes the game that much more immersive, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I like I like the sound effects when it's hitting the pins. It makes that nice yeah. little plinking noise. When you get a strike or a spare, it makes like a squawk, which is pretty cool to hear. Yeah, they, they, they utilize sound well on this game. Um, you know, what's funny is it's easy to put way too much English on that ball. <laughs> and, and yes. you know, like, if I sometimes what I found was if I shot from the side of the screen, right? Yeah. Like if I shoot pretty close to center or slightly off center and try and get the ball in the middle, I tend to wipe out the core pins and leave uh several hand. Seven but ten, yeah. It's it tends to like it if you start almost at the extreme of the gutter yep. and then arc into the thing. Yes. It tends to be more generous with strikes there. That's correct. That's one of the tricks I used to do with the game. Although it'll backfire because yeah. you you'll say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull that strategy every time, and then you'll start leaving like three here, four there. Well, you, know? you can see why they they made the game where you wasn't able to aim the ball initially because there is a zone that if I get that ball in a particular area on the screen and and launch it, I'll get a strike almost every time. So by putting that randomness of the ball bouncing back and forth, you don't hit that zone very often. Yeah, I can't say as I found that zone yet. <laughs> well, next time I'm up there, I'll, I'll show you how, how, how it works. The scoring on it, I thought was very, uh, very well played. You know, uh, uh, there's a lot of ways they could have done the scoring. Mm -hmm. And they give you like the easy total at the bottom, right? Okay, this is your, yeah. your score. Right? But then part of the whole, the, the thing at the bowling alley was having that visual depiction of the score. You know, the X's and, you know, all that. And they actually put that right up there at the top, you know, and, yep. and, and it's it's kind of reminiscent of the sign. I mean, I guess they didn't have enough uh, memory or, or space left to draw like a border around it or do anything like that. But it's close it enough. works. It yeah, works for me, you know. But yeah, it, 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 it works really well for uh, it gives you that. That good authentication of it. It's a bowling game. You, you, you definitely tell it's a bowling game. Yeah, it's not a bunch of like random. Uh, even though the the pins do look a bit like Atari joysticks, yeah. um, <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> there, it, it it it's some of the games you know uh, in this era and even into the you know early twenty six hundred. Sometimes you actually had to kind of look at the box to figure out what it was. You know, you had to know what the goal of the game was. You know, oh, and yeah. uh, in order to understand the theme, you know, you, you know, especially the twenty six hundred, you have that gorgeous box art that would uh you know depict what was going on in the game and you needed that because the graphics weren't there to fully fill it in you have to sort of use your imagination but um you know this game really nailed it you know and i can't imagine being you know at this point in the console uh in the lifespan of it that they had a tremendously large development budget to produce this game uh yet it's a super solid game it's a very well done game they did a really good job with it it's one of my favorites on the system you know, bowling in general translates pretty darn well to video games. Yeah. There's uh, the one that I always see for sale 
where it's got like the uh, trackball and 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 yes, um, yes. I think Sega did one. Like there's a Brunswick, but made by. I somebody. did a I did a video on Arcade USA of different arcade bowling games, and I got one with the trackball in there. Yeah, it, it, it's a game that actually, for whatever reason, translates well. Um, there was one that I used to play on. Uh, it was one of the early VGA games, you know, on on PC. It was a DOS game, mm-hmm. and it was actually a pretty credible bowling title. You know, the uh, mm. floor is photorealistic. You know, the oh wow, the ball motion was pretty good, and uh, yeah, even like on the iPhone, there are some decent bowling games on the iPhone. You know, oh yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, the pinball bowling game that was made by Gottlieb called Strikes and Spares? Oh, yeah, there's been a couple of those, but I, I, oh, I love Strikes and Spares. I love that game. It's awesome. Now, one uh, comparison I had to make, right, mm-hmm. was the Atari bowling. Now, you know, the Fairchild preceded the Atari. It was not a peer. It was, you know, one generation ahead of the Atari, right? Right. And... So you would expect it to not really be terribly competitive. And the Atari one, they took sort of an interesting dynamic where they give you a somewhat top to side view. Mm-hmm. They do the bit where the balls return to the player mm-hmm. and you can move the player up and down and then trigger the ball roll. And yeah, you can do the English thing and all that. But it honestly, the way the ball moves, the animation, the speed, even the sound. And, you know, I'm a huge 2600 fan. I, I think the Fairchild just is a better bowling game. Mm, yeah, it's. I, I like bowling games in general. I really don't have a favorite overall. I just like bowling games. Yeah, that's real decisive. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of the road. I do like Rick, Rick, Rick does from Televisionaries. It's a three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's one thing that I've always wanted to add to the arcade that I. Uh, bowling I, yeah yeah you know they have the uh um shuffle alley you know oh yeah where it's got the actual bowling pins you know yeah. and there's actually switches underneath them right so the little ball rolls over it and then you know the pins get snatched up by the uh mechanism you know no i saw one at a uh at a flea market uh over in raleigh north carolina that was the one that wasn't the one that I played at the YMCA in Terre Haute, it was the same model. And what it was, it had like a, a little ball, it was probably about the size of a croquet ball. Yeah. That you would roll down this alley. It was an actual wood alley. And the pins were on these little string-like things. When you hit the pins, they would fly up, straight up in the air, yep. up in, underneath this little thing. And then it would know what pins you hit. And then the ball would roll down the side again, down this track to you, and you would do it again. Yeah, there's the that's a was. that's a variation on the shuffle alley. You know, it's just the yeah. mechanism of you know whether it pulled the pins up or whether it they snapped back up at an angle. You know, uh, oh, pardon me, but um, yeah, I love mechanical bowlers, man. They're just so cool. You know, especially the electromechanical. You know, not the computer control ones. Oh yeah, just the the. It sounds like an EM pinball, yet you're playing this wholly different game. You know, um, yeah, I think like I said, bowling just for whatever reason translates very well to gaming awesome you know popeye's like that for me i don't like popeye the cartoon really um it just never you know i was like yeah whatever you know uh the movie i thought was just the dumbest thing ever you know oh come I, on man 
But look, how do you do Popeye without acknowledging that Bluto is like a serial psychopathic rapist? <laughs> Why do you think he's kidnapping olive oil? Do you think oh, he's man. like, you know... Have you have you never put that together that that's what his end game is? Oh, yeah, no, not really. I never thought about that. Now you just ruined my childhood, <laughs> or presented an interesting new twist. <laughs> twist. But, I can't look at that cartoon the same now. Yeah, I mean, Bluto is kidnapping this woman, right? That generally ends very badly for the woman. I mean, you know, so I just in general, I thought Popeye, what a dumb theme, right? I didn't find the character funny, you know, but I cannot get enough of Popeye gaming. Um, the Popeye, you know, the Nintendo Popeye arcade game. Oh yeah. Freaking brilliant game, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, the, the Popeye, uh, um, uh, slot machine I've got with the, uh, you yep. know, the screen. Yeah. Anything Popeye gaming on there, man. It's the strangest thing. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> what? Cause I happen to notice that like, you know, this guy is really up to no good. What's the ultimate conclusion once he kidnaps yeah. this woman? What you gonna do now, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, next time we'll be talking about video cart number 22, which is slot machine. So what I'd like to do for that episode maybe is maybe have like a little history of slot machines, if you don't mind. Yeah. You know, we can do that. And, uh, funny enough, I, I did a bit on, um, on uh retro game roundup years ago. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, where I discussed uh, gaming myths, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, you know, when I say gaming, I mean gambling, right? Mm-hmm. All the shit that people believe, like, you know, if you make the coins cold, it slows down the... Me- no, it doesn't, you know? <laughs> um, all of the, you know, the myths and talismans and, and all that kind of stuff. That we need just... to talk about those on the next episode. Yeah. Make a list. Make a yeah, list. Yeah, for sure. Make um, a list. I'll, I'll go back and re-listen to my own segment and, uh, um, you know, yeah, we can talk about that. I, 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 you know, I've got a few, I'm a, I'm a fan, you know, um, when I go to Vegas, I tend to, cause you know, you get to see the same game, yes. whether you play minimal bet or maximum bet. Right. And I know too much about how these things work to actually think I'm really going to make any money. So... <laughs> It's literally just giving them more money for the same experience. It's donations. like, yeah, it's like, let's say you walk up to a, uh, uh, a movie theater, right? Right. And you're like, well, sir, we sell two tickets. Uh, <laughs> one is $12. The other one is $44. And you're like, what's the difference? $44. And you're like, I, I'll, I'll pay 12, you know? So it's foolish, you know, to really put more in there expecting to win, you know? So, um, I'm purchasing entertainment. Like if I go to, you know, a movie or whatever, you know, that's entertainment. You know, I'm paying for that time that I'm entertained. Yeah. And that's how I look at slot machines, you know. Yeah. So I'll I'll play like the minimum bets and, you know, you get to see the same modes, the same bonuses, the same gameplay. And since all the slot machines now are mostly made other than like, you know, Konami and a few others and, and Konami makes great slot machines. They're made by, uh, you know, former pinball guys. You know, WMS Gaming, that used to be Williams, you know. Yes. Bally, Bally, you know. So, uh, you know, playing these slots, you know, uh, that's why they got so damn good after the pinball companies closed down in the, you know, late 80s to mid-90s to far around 2000. That, that, you know, decade range there where pinball just collapsed into one company. Yeah. All those guys ended up making slot machines. That's why slot machines... 
than technology, but mostly their creativity, while they became so much more game-like instead of being, uh, you know, just reels, you know. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm, I, I'm a sucker for slot machines. I'll go to Vegas and just play everything I can just to see, you know, the gameplay and, and the modes and all that. I absolutely love it. So yeah, man, we'll definitely uh, have a fun discussion about that. Awesome. So until next time, everyone, go F yourself. Yeah, and, and in case you haven't already, go F yourself. <laughs> go F yourself. But if you have anything Fairchild-related you'd like to share, you can reach us at our new email address, thechannelffiles at gmail.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page, The Channel F Files, and make posts on there talking about your favorite Fairchild memories or anything else you'd like to share with the podcast. So again, thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back soon with uh, another video cart. 